This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Last time we were all together and talked, we were reacting to the Rockets losing their season opener to the Orlando Magic by 30 points. They have since played two games. They are off to an 0-3 start, but it looks better, question mark, question mark, question mark. I don't know. Like they, they had a game in San Antonio that they lost in overtime, and many believe they could have and should have won. And they certainly seem more competitive at, at various points against the Warriors in their most recent loss against the Warriors. I'd argue that that third quarter that they played against the Warriors was some of their most competitive basketball, uh, thanks in large part due to Jay Sean Tate. But but Adam, let me let me just kick it off with this, man. What do you make of the Rockets 0-3 start and how badly do you feel like they need to win this fourth game of the season with the Charlotte Hornets coming into the Toyota Center? Um, well, let's, the first part of the question, um, they aren't very good. Uh, I don't think that that is a huge surprise. Just when you look at the roster and when you look at the opponents that they played, I mean, Orlando is better than them. Golden State is better than them. Uh, they gave the San Antonio game away. Uh, I think that that's probably fair to say. So I think that's had we been, I think that you, you sit here right now and you think, you know what, they probably should be one and two. They're zero and three. They're going to lose some games that they should probably win along the way this season. Um, the offense has looked bad. The defense has looked bad. They are playing way too slow. And that's something that I kind of asked Ime Yudoka about after practice today. Um, they talked about wanting to play fast. And they are playing at the third slowest pace in the league right now. And part of that is that the defense hasn't been good. Part of that is that they aren't rebounding on the defensive end of the floor. So even when they get a stop, they aren't able to finish possessions and they aren't able to get out and run. And really, you talked about the third quarter against the Warriors. That was really one of the few times this season where they've been able to play at the pace that they want to play at. So for them moving forward, they've got to be able to get out and run because offensively, I think they're going to struggle probably in the half court. I, I just think that that's kind of the team that it, that it is. So if, if you're going to struggle in the half court, you have to get out and run. So they have to do the little things that will make that happen. So um, offense bad, defense bad, rebounding bad. If you do want to take one positive just from a team standpoint, they're not turning the ball over nearly as much as they have in the past. I mean, they've been at the bottom of, turnover, of the turnover rate list uh, the last three years, and they are middle of the pack right now. So um, the little things uh, that, you know, you're looking for incremental improvement. Uh, they're not getting to the free throw line either very much, which has been kind of, which had been a little bit of a staple uh, the last couple of years. So um, obviously 
a lot to work on, I guess would be the best way to put it. Now to the second part, how bad do they need a win? They certainly need to, I mean, they can't, they, they got to win at some point. And you look at the schedule that follows, I mean, you've got a back-to-back with Sacramento coming up uh, on Saturday and Monday. That's, those are two difficult wins. They're two difficult games. They've got the Lakers coming up next week as well. So they, they need to start winning games at some point. Otherwise you kind of fall back into the same pattern that you've been in where, you know, two years ago they were one in 16 last year, they were two and 12. And now it's like, well, what are we playing for at this point? Because you dig yourself such a hole, even if you're not expecting to make the playoffs, it's almost, it almost gets to the point where you don't give yourself a shot before Thanksgiving. Yeah, man. I, I think the probably one of the more disappointing parts of the season so far is letting the game get away that, that you could have won. Like when, whenever people ask me about the Rockets, Adam, like, what do you think the Rockets are going to do this year? Or, you know, you think the Rockets are going to be better this year? I always go back to a, a conversation that you and I had, I feel like early in free agency or early when we started to get a sense for what this team was going to look like. Like, who are they better than? How, like, they're, they're, it's a better team, but how many teams – it's a better team than it's been, than what we've been watching and, and what Rockets fans have been consuming. But how much of a better team are they than the next team – in front of them or than the next Western conference team. And it doesn't feel like there are many of those that you would check off the list. And San Antonio would be one of the very few that would be in the running for that. And of course they've got Victor Wimbenyama and they've got Greg Popovich as their head coach. And so they've got some things going for them, despite the fact that they're not one of the more talented teams, one of the better teams in the NBA. Like they've got, they've got a couple of things going for him that you don't necessarily have. And that's even with all due respect to M.A. Udoka, you know, like he, he comes from Greg Popovich, you know? So, so like they, they've got those things going for him, but the Rockets should still feel like, Hey, you know, we, we should be able to compete with a team like that. And they were competitive, obviously they went into to overtime. But as we mentioned, as you mentioned, as I mentioned before, they gave that game away. How many games in a season when you've got to win, You've got to win games. Losing is no longer incentivized. It, it is no longer beneficial to you. And you have your own stated goal and purpose is to win more games. How many games can you afford to give away? I would say the number is zero. And especially to a team that's supposed to be along the lines of you, or, you know, at, in the same level as you. I think that was a disappointing about a disappointing part about losing to the Magic. You know, you said that they're that they're better. They are better. But damn it, I didn't feel like they were supposed to be 30 points better on opening night, you know, like that. Like it just shouldn't have been that big of a gap as much as, as it felt like. So so that, so those are a couple of things I think it's like, OK, there's not you gave the bright spot of them not turning the ball over. Great. They've got a real point guard. And so they're not turning the ball over. But offense bad, defense bad. You know, there's not a lot of wiggle room there to me. Yeah. And, and when we talked during the summer about. They wanted to be in the play-in. Okay, that, that's fine. That That's great that you can say that you want to be in the play-in. But if you're going to be in the play-in, that means you have to get the 10th place in the Western Conference, which means you have to be better than five teams. And we went through it in the summer, like, okay, who, who are the five teams that they're better than? And you could not pick out five teams. You could maybe pick out two. Maybe you could pick out three. And as we sit here, you know, a week into the season, I think that it's even harder now to come up with the five teams that you're – I mean, I'm going to run through it right now. Brandon, you tell me, are the Rockets better than 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 this team? Denver? No. Dallas? No. Golden State? No. 
Oklahoma City. No. Phoenix. No. Sacramento. No. Clippers. No. Pelicans. No. Lakers. No. Spurs. <laughs> no. We literally just went through 10 teams and you could not like I just went through the first 10 on the list and you couldn't come up with anybody that the Rockets are better than. And then I'll you know we can go through the last, you know, four and you know, maybe they're better than one or two, but again, that doesn't get you to 10th. That doesn't get you into the play-in mix. And that's where they're gonna struggle this season. So um if you know, we'll have to see what happens, but it, it does seem a little far-fetched. And again, it's it's three games in, it's not even November, but it seems far-fetched to me that they are going to be in the play-in mix at this point. So uh, a lot can change. You can get a lot, you know, they can get better in certain spots, but it does not seem like they are a team that is ripe to make a run into the play-in this season unless some things change drastically. And, and, they, they, and some of the guys that we are seeing play get a lot better between now and then. Yeah, so I, I want to ask you about something, and it kind of hits to what it, it, it speaks to what we what we've already kind of hit on here. You wrote on SportsRadio610.com today that the Rockets they're looking to make corrections after their win list start. Obviously, they're zero and three, but like they're they're not turning the ball over. They they're just like what? So the question is this: What corrections do you make to a team that right now just seems to be un- like? How do you correct not rebounding? How do you cor- like what? What corrections are they trying to make that are actually makeable? I guess is the real question. So what they talked about today was communication, and, and that's broad, and it gets talked about all the time. But you look at the game on Sunday. Stephen Curry went on that three-point barrage in the fourth quarter of that game, and that run by him started on a communication breakdown where you had um, Alperin Shingun and Dylan Brooks just kind of get lost and nobody picked up Steph Curry. Like, those are little things where, hey, you know, maybe he's maybe he finds it eventually, but up until that point, the Rockets had done a pretty good job on Curry, and he started two of eight from three uh, up until that point, and then all of a sudden he makes four in a row. So, uh, that's all it takes, though, is that, hey, you one screw up, and now all of a sudden the game completely flips. And so it's little things like that where they're trying to get better. They're switching more this season than they have in the past. They've had a lot of breakdowns with that, which, again, that's to be expected. You're going to have some breakdowns when you when you switch, especially if you're not used to it. And, you know, they've been kind of lucky, I think, like teams aren't shooting all that well from three against them so far. Like the people have posted clips of, uh, especially Jabari Smith getting lost on some switches. So those are little things that they want to clean up. Um, so it's the little things that you can clean up that wind up making a difference when it comes to rebounding. It's just about getting a body on somebody like the, rebounding is very, very simple. It's just find a man and box him out. And so they have to do a better job at that because I, I think their first shot defense has probably been okay it's just that, and we saw this especially against uh, against Orlando, is that it's a lot harder to defend once you're giving up second chances. Like it's just much harder. You're, you're you find yourself you're scrambling. Um, the defense or the offense is just always going to be in. in uh, they're always the offense is always going to have an advantage at that spot. So um, communication, I, I guess, is kind of the big thing. There are there are some other things that I'm sure that that they need to get to. But Ime Yudoka said the big focus today was just on communication. 
And the, the other aspect of that is you have a bunch of guys who are playing with each other for the first time. So they got to get to know each other a little bit more. And so that's, again, that's talking to each other. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the younger players, but before we do, since you did mention Jabari Smith, I am curious because we've talked about this before, but you know, we've got three games now into this season on top of his rookie season to, to discuss it. He had a better shooting night against the, against the Warriors. And his, I guess you could say, you know, six of 12, 14 and eight was, you know, a decent night for him two or six from, from three, but you mentioned the defensive stuff, the clips that are going around of him missing some defensive assignments. And I feel like we've talked before about the defense not quite really being there the way we expected it to. Are you still like where where are you at right now with Jabari Smith defensively? Because I'm still kind of like kind of like meh. Like I don't I like it's it's not like I don't feel like it's awful. But I also don't feel like it's, you know, like I'm seeing the elite defensive traits that I thought I would see. It feels like he gets beat to the spot quite a bit. And I think that was something that maybe you thought that he would be a little bit better at. Uh, I think just within the team scheme, though, he's probably struggled more than anything. It's just like, hey, you know, he can do a decent job guarding the man in front of him. But when the ball moves around a little bit, I think the game can sometimes go a little quick. So that, that to me is probably the big thing. So there's that, and he doesn't really protect the rim. And I think when you have a guy who's six foot 10, you're hoping that he can probably, you know, like a long six foot 10, that he can protect the rim a little bit. And that just doesn't seem to be in his game right now. Um, still doesn't have a block this season. He averaged less than a block a game last year. So I think that they were probably hoping for a little more rim protection from him, especially because he's had to play a lot of center so far this season because um, they've been without Jock Landell for basically two and a half games. And so they have, they don't have another center on the roster aside from Shangun and Landell, and you're just not getting that sort of rim protection. So I think when you kind of look at their off season, they seem to be pretty content with going with, you know, having Landell as their second big and then the third big essentially being, you know, one of the smaller guys, you know, one of the fours essentially and playing small. And I, I don't did know. Did those, did those, did those Boban minutes against San Antonio not do anything for you? Boban versus Wimby? Not exactly a rim protector, Boban. <laughs> he knows what to do. Like he's always productive. <laughs> it's funny how that works. Yeah. At least offensively, he's productive. Um, yeah. But you're not, you, you can't really rely on that. They, you got to go with the, the little Boban zone that Silas was going to last year. Um, yeah. But, but I, I think that they were hoping for a little bit more out of him. On Obviously, they were hoping for a little bit more. And it almost feels like he's more of a perimeter defender at this point, And you can't have him defend the rim. I, I don't know if he's a guy who can play the five now. I guess that would probably be the best way to put it. And I, I don't know. Wouldn't you? I mean, You've seen him. I mean, he looks yeah. like somebody who should be able to defend the rim a little bit better, and he doesn't. And and, and I, I was going to say this. I, you know, I, I don't know exactly. I have to look and see. Um, and give me a second, and I can pull this up. But it does not feel like teams. I mean, teams are content with you know attacking the rim on them, and the Rockets don't seem to have a whole lot of resistance to that right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I brought it up, man. That's why I brought it up because I know we've had. I mean, going into it. When, whenever he was drafted and kind of going into it, that was the profile. It's like he immediately is going to be a plus defender. He immediately is going to make you a better defensive team. And 
yeah, you know, you just haven't really felt that. And then, you know, early on, I feel like last year in his rookie season, we felt like, okay, you know, we're going to see more of Jabari Smith Jr. at the five at some point. And then I thought that was a feeling or a thought going into this year, too. It's like even, you know, absent of the Jock Landale injury or concussion situation like you're like, okay, this is a guy that can play some five for you or at least should be. And to your point, every point that you've made, like it stands out to me, like he's not really, you know, just that it just he does seem willing, but he just doesn't seem to be that physical enough of a player to really be a a threat in that way. And I think what adds to it or makes it stand out even more is the fact that Shingun is not really that either. And, but Shingun's got all these other things that that are that he's got going for him. And we'll talk about him in a little bit. But but like since since he doesn't do that, you would think, okay, well, Jabari Smith, even if the shot's not falling, and you expect that to look better too, right? You expect the shot to to to, to fall, and just based off of what his scouting player profile is, you expect those things to be better. But even if the shot's not falling, that defense is going to be there. And yeah, just no, you know, like, and I'll say, you know, it's, it's amazing when you're that thin and you've put, but you, but you've put on weight. Like he, I can actually tell where he has put on weight, where the training has worked out and his body's developed a little bit and he's still pretty real thin. And just in terms of being a, a force inside, they, they, they have none. They have none. They've got, They've got Shingun, who's a finesse player and, and, a, and a good offensive post player, but doesn't really, you know. It, wait a minute. Well, so let me ask this actually. Now that I'm talking through it, oh, is he well, their well, best? Rim, is Shingun their best rim protector? Probably, and I don't think that's great. I mean, maybe Tari Eason might be. I don't know. I have to look and see. That's exactly. not good either. Um, six seven. But the Rockets are allowed. Opponents are shooting seventy four percent. Uh, inside the restricted area against the Rockets this season, which is the uh, fifth highest percentage that has been allowed. Now, um, the good thing is that the Rockets aren't allowing a ton of shots within the restricted area this season. When part of that, I think, is just that they are they have played at a very slow pace, so they aren't you know they are at a ninety five possession pace you know uh, over the course of the season, and that's like ten possessions off the highest. So again, you're going to see fewer shots when that happens, and they foul a lot too. So I think that they've given up a lot of free throw attempts. But uh, again, when opponents are shooting seventy four percent against you at the rim, that's not good. Like that's just that's not giving yourself much of an opportunity. So I, I think that yeah, Shengu might be, and he's not a rim protector. So I think that's been one of the as you look at how they've built the roster, they really they've had centers. But they have not had like a center who can defend the rim, and along those lines, they've had they don't really have a center who is going to attack the rim either. So that's been kind of one of the flaws of how they've built this roster so far. Well, since we're on it, man, I mean, the, both things it feels like, and and you can look up the numbers here in these first three games. But I feel like the things that they were lacking going into the offseason obviously they they just weren't very good overall like they i mean they were terrible but on top of that like very specifically and you and i have been on this but very specifically the things that they were lacking were an interior presence let's just call we were calling it uh 
rim protect. I don't know rim protect. Let's just call it an interior presence to to do a catch all on both ends of the floor for what they don't have uh, from a big standpoint. Interior presence and shooting. <laughs> you know, like they and it still doesn't feel like they have that, and that is rearing its head. Um, I, I feel like from from just from what we've watched so far. Now the shooting has been. I feel like, you know, at at times better, but but overall, I mean, no, actually, it's just it's been bad. Shooting's been bad. They don't have an interior presence. Those are two things that they were sorely lacking and needing going into the season, and did not get those things. And so it 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 stands out. And, and not this is not to pile on Jabari Smith, who I like a lot. I think he's going to be a really good player eventually. But those are two things that he's supposed to provide. You know, like at least some semblance of, if if not just like an interior presence, but some semblance of like defense, um, a six ten guy that plays defense, and then the shooting. You know, and, and they don't they don't get they don't really have much of either of those two two things. Yeah, I'm gonna hold off on the shooting stuff just because it's so early, and so anybody can have three bad shooting games, and that's kind of what they've had, especially the first game. Um, I think that Fred Van Vliet is a better shooter than what he's shown so far. Uh, I think he's been pretty bad, you know, shooting the ball. Uh, I, I think that uh, Dylan Brooks has been probably a little bit better than expected when it comes to shooting the basketball. So, yes. yes. So let's, well, so I'm going to take a wait and see approach on that aspect of it, but you're right. They, they did not really add shooting per se, aside from the guys that they signed in free agency. And I don't think that, Van Vliet was brought in to be a shooter. I don't think that Dylan Brooks was brought in to be a shooter, but you were hoping that you would get more efficient scoring out of Smith and out of Green, and it hasn't really happened. I will say um, Shingun shooting the basketball, I think, has been, and we're going to talk about him in a second, but I do think that he's showing more of a willingness to take that shot, and he's making it. Like I think that he's got a, a chance to be a good three-point shooter, and as long as he keeps shooting it, then I think that they're going to be in pretty decent shape, at least in that, at that position. 